0: Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions.
1: Uh, you mentioned earlier about bond funds going down when rates go up. I'm wondering how that fares in an in a
2: upward interest rate environment.
0: And provides unbiased answers.
2: Gene, you're going to have to look inside the, the portfolio, right? See what kind of loans they are.
0: Invest Talk, Over 28 million downloads and counting.
2: Thank you as always for all that
1: you do. I'm calling to ask your opinion on an ETF called XLI.
0: Your participation makes it unique. 888
3: 99 Chart. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
2: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, January twenty second, two thousand twenty one, and of course, on today's program, like every day and podcast, we operate with the same mission statement: and as independent thinking for shared success. And we say that because you know our goal here is to only provide you. Now, not only with marketing reporting or process explanations or educational segments or our our conversation on stocks, we we want to provide you only the facts, okay? And we use those facts ourselves for our buying and selling and trading on our own very own accounts along with our our clients. I buy the exact same thing, same price, same time as my clients. So I'm giving you the exact facts that I will use. Making decisions to buy and sell stocks. I'm Steve Peasley, and of course, we encourage you to contact us. You are part of the show. This is a call in show. Uh, we want to hear all your financial investment questions. I and Justin, as you know, we switch off doing the show. I used to do it five days a week. And, you know, after doing that for 20 years or so, you know, I'd like a couple days off. So, I want to talk to you. We want to hear your questions. We're live right now. We're always live Monday through Friday, four to five Pacific time. You can leave your questions anytime you want on the same number that we're live. And the number is 888-99Chart. You can call live now and, or you can call after the show or anytime, seven days a week, 24 hours a day and leave a question and we'll answer it on the next program or try to try to get it to the next program, depending on how many questions we have to answer. Okay, so let's go ahead and get right to it. Here's the first question.
0: Hi, this is Dave from New Hampshire. I'm calling about a mutual fund, and the ticker symbol is P-F-O-R-X. It's an international bond fund, and I'm wondering what you thought of that uh, as an overall investment and how our current and future, near-term future environment in the markets might affect that. I wasn't sure because it was bonds. If you could uh, comment on that, I'd appreciate it, and I really like your show. Thanks. Bye.
2: Okay, all bonds, everybody. Try, try to remember this. All bonds, when interest rates start to rise, the value of the bonds go down. So the bond funds out there, that own bonds, no matter what bonds they are, if they own bonds, if interest rates go up, the value of the bonds will go down. If interest rates go down the value of those bonds go up. So, from a ETF or a mutual fund perspective, the net asset value will go down if interest rates rise. The net asset value of this fund is a little over $11, okay? So, it's $11.08. So, if interest rates start to rise, the value of this bond fund will go down. Now, over the last 10, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, what has interest rates been doing? they've been going down. So bond values have been going up. So if you look at performance of bond funds and say, look how well that's done. That means you're looking at performance and you're thinking if it, if it you're thinking it's gonna do that same thing going forward, you're wrong. You're totally wrong. Because interest rates are zero or less in many places. Interest rates are 1%. You know, look at the treas- US Treasuries. What are they paying? Virtually, very little, right? Very little. So interest rates will rise and the bond values will go down. So why buy a bond fund? Okay, why would you do that? Well, it's it's safer than the stock market even if the interest rates do go up. But if you buy a short-term bond fund versus a long-term bond fund, they will go up uh, and down much slower. And you still get the yields, whatever they're paying, the dividend yield. Of course, not paying much now, right? They aren't. So just remember that. That's how you know if you want to buy a bond fund or not, or if you should stay in a bond fund or not. Okay. Well, my answer to your the caller was a demonstration of, you know, what we do on this program of podcasts. I answer questions. I give you as much information as I can in a short period of time. And I'll do my best to provide the unbiased answers and give you, you know, as clear strategies or clear information as possible. But that's what I'm here for. 888-99-CHART. Love to hear from you, uh, From you, the trivia question day will be about uh, chasing performance. Do you do that? Do you chase performance? You know what I mean when I say, are you chasing performance? Well, that's what the trivia question is going to be about. Today, the market, uh, actually wasn't as bad as, you know, as I thought it would be. Um, I thought this would be a down, down date. Um, and I didn't write down the performance today. Hold on, bear with me. Uh, let me get it here. Computer? Computers can really be frustrating. The Dow was down 179. The S&P was down 11, but the Nasdaq was up 12. So that was kind of a surprise, the NASDAQ being up. Mixed day today. Then we call that a mixed day. So your big tech stocks probably outperformed and did well today. And those are the big growth stock names, right? And those are the ones I think are going to have a hard time this year. Though they're looking pretty good now, they are. So we'll see. We'll see. You're listening to Talk, I'm Steve Peasley. We've already made it through the third week of 2021. We're still unscathed. Have you noticed? Unscathed. So the new presidency hasn't hurt us yet. And it may not. I'm I'm not, I have no idea. I have my opinions on things as far as how, I think the market would do pretty well this year. But it's not going to be anything like past year. I think we'll see some volatility, which we saw last year. So, remember, our task here is to help you build financial freedom, everybody. Hope you get, become wealthy. And do it, don't think you can get rich quick. That's not going to happen. You can get rich. Don't think you can get rich quick. So our goal here is always financial freedom. It's always to help you achieve that goal. And to do that, we make you part of the program with your questions. You can ask anything you want financial. We're live right now. The number is 888-99-CHART.
0: It's a new year, and building your financial future takes information and commitment. So you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART.
2: 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Emilio's in San Francisco. How are you doing, Emilio? Sir, so always a pleasure to talk to you. How are you, Steve? Uh, I'm doing well. Thanks for the call.
3: Absolutely. Uh, I'm looking to see, based on your wonderful advice, again, MT for commodities.
2: I, yeah, I kind of like it. As I like the play. This is Arkler. Arc, I, I never could say this name. Arkler Mattel. <laughs> Neither can I. <laughs> Arkler Mattel, MT. It's a Luxembourg based manufacturer of semi finished and finished steel products for automotive and appliance. And if you think the world economy, and this is a big one, it's a $27.5 billion company. If you think the world economy is going to recover, you would want to be in this kind of stock. Now, it has already done nicely from its low and is showing some weakness now in the last, you know, what, two weeks or so? And it might be setting itself up for a buying opportunity. They're going to make $2.60 this year per share, and it's a $22 stock. So that's an under... Under 10 PE, now these kinds of stocks usually sell for lower PEs than the S&P 500 steel companies because they're very slow growers, if they grow at all. This company has been shrinking in the last year and a half, two years, so it's not even it's been shrinking, not growing. So the question is, are we at you're at the bottom of its cycle? And I think you really are. You know me. I've been saying, and I know Justin has too, that we like the commodity sphere, and uh, I, I think this is cheap, even as it ran up from six dollars or so, seven dollars, you know, back in March last year. Now it's twenty-two. I still think it has a ways to go. I mean, in its heyday, when it it, it would make it, the stock was selling around fifty bucks. I think it can go back there. I do. Thanks for the call, medios. My focus point today concerns a story I noted: billionaire investors telling people to enjoy the bull market while it lasts. Uh, does he is he hinting that it's going to stop? We'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll, I'll give you what he thinks, and you know, I, I think his uh, his thinking is probably right on. But we'll talk about that. What else do I want to talk about? How about? Um, is this an investment opportunity with Biden, the new President Biden, suspending all new oil and gas drilling and all permits on government land? Is that telling, is that an opportunity? Well, what should you do about that? Uh, existing wholesales are out today. I want to discuss that. And Janet Yellen is a new Secretary of Treasury. Janet Yellen, the old Federal Reserve uh, president. What does that mean? I mean, usually it's unusual for a pre- Federal Reserve president to go on to work for administration as anything of high office. That's not how they usually, they usually, after they're done with the Federal Reserve, they retire or teach or write books or something. She's going to be in Biden's administration. Because usually Federal Reserves. Are a bit more conservative. She's not talking that way now. So let's talk about her, and see all this. I'm trying to see, you know, and so is every every other investor that's worth his salt. Trying to see what a, the new Biden administration is going to do to what sectors of the market, you know. And therefore, that's why I want. You know, you're going to hear me talk about uh, what the new new administration is doing, because it'll affect your investments. And so what, you know, some negative, some positive. It's always that. Remember, I already told you, under uh, a Democratic president, the stock market does better than it does under a Republican president. Always has. So it's not about being depressed about who's president and who's not. It's about how it affects your money. So just we just got to be smart about it. What should we do? That's what we're going to be talking about. Okay? On Friday, as I made time to fit in a quick rundown of my key benchmark numbers, or the key benchmark numbers, not mine, the two-year treasury yield is at 0.12%. 0.12% per year. Tenth of a percent a year. Making much money. The 10-year treasury is 1.087, a little over 1%. So that's a good spread between the 2-year and 10-year. The 10-year was used to be 0.6, so it's gone up in recent weeks. Gold is at $1,854 an ounce. Not much movement this week. Up a little bit this week, but not much. Um, oil, selling at $52.45 per barrel. Try to remember that. $52.45 per barrel. And take, and place that in context of my, one of the talking points I'm going to talk about. And Biden suspends all new oil and gas drilling permits. Remember, I already told you this earlier this week, he canceled the the pipeline coming down from Canada. So the XL pipeline. So what is, what does that mean for you as an investor? Frankly, it kind of, well, I will get to that. Uh, let's see, uh, the national average for gasoline, $2.39. That was up two cents from last week. California, $3.36, of course. We pay a lot more. Uh, Hawaii, the average price for gas is $3.33. Why is Hawaii cheaper than California? Remember, number one, California, we have oil here. You have to ship it across ocean waves to get to Hawaii, and yet our gas here in California is more expensive. Most likely, we have more taxes, even though Hawaii is a very high-tax state. you listen listening to InvestTalk. I'm Steve Peasley, for, and for the investors, the need to remain vigilant is always constant, right? And we have to do that in particular this year. It's going to be important this year, 2021. So, you have questions, financial and investing questions, please call with them. We're open all the time. 888 99 Sharp.
0: The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's ready to talk with you. Call Talk 888-99-CHART.
2: 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. I wanna talk to you, so give me a call. Anyways, my focus point today concerns a note by uh, a, a, a conversation, an interview, By a billionaire named uh, Bo, uh, what's his name? What is his name? Hold on, bear with me here. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Yeah, here it is. Uh, Billionaire. What's his name? Oh, there he is. Leon Cooperman is his name. Now, just because you're a billionaire doesn't mean you know everything. But you know what? You get a billion dollars together and see how hard it is. It does mean you're smart, because you you don't see dumb billionaires out there, unless they inherited the money, of course. Anyways, he's saying, uh, whenever you bought into the market, in the history, when the market was selling at 22 times or higher, uh, a P.E. ratio, you really never make serious money one, three, and five years out from that period. So he's telling you that the market's too high, too expensive. That whenever that is expensive, one, three, five years out, most time you lose money or you don't make much money at all. So the conclusion is, is right now that's what the market's doing right now, selling at those those multiples. So he's saying don't plan on making money. You're, so my point of view is, it, what that means is it's going to be a stock picker's market. What that means is you can't no longer rely on growth stocks, so you better find good value and value stocks. Because, and that's, of course, what we've been saying for a while here, last month or two or three, that it's time for the growth stocks to hand off to the value stocks as far as performance. Because growth stocks have been driving the indexes. Because you're talking about stocks are trillion-dollar companies like Apple and Amazon, and you know, Google, trillion-dollar companies with these huge market cap that pushes stocks because they're so big. It pu- pushes the whole index, I mean, because they're so big. They're dragging the index with them up, even though maybe other stocks are not really performing that great. So, what happens when those big guys do just the opposite? They start to roll over. You think they will grow forever? No. So, it's just a play on, you know, you know what, guys? Time to be very careful here. Yeah, it could still. Ha- we could still have this growth market another year, two years. He's not suggesting, and I'm not suggesting that it's over with today. I, I'm just saying it's time to switch gears a little bit here. That's what it's time to do. So do it. I'm not saying sell all these big, I'm not going to sell mine, but I'm, I can, I will cut back. I will cut back and readjust that, cut back that money into something else. That is more value oriented. That simple. It's not rocket science. It's just recognizing what's going on and making a decision based on. Or you can make no decision. You can stay where you are, see what happens. Maybe it'll work out. But I like to play the odds. I like to, you know, I like I like buying value plus growth, not just growth stocks. Okay. Okay, eight 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 ninety nine chart. Why don't we go to the phone lines again? Let's talk to Gene in North Carolina.
1: Hello, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, you mentioned earlier about bond funds going down when rates go up. I'm wondering how SRLN, which is an ETF for senior loan bank loans, floating rate. Okay. How that fares in an, in a upward interest rate environment, and also how do tips fare as well.
2: Okay, good questions, good questions. Exchange Traded Fund, this is an exchange SRLN. It's an exchange-traded fund seeking performance corresponding to the Blackstone GSO Senior Loan Portfolio. So, you, uh, you go, Gene, you're gonna have to look inside the, the portfolio, right, see what kind of loans they are. You mentioned that they are floating rate loans. Now for everybody else, if that's the case, that means their interest rates, when interest rates rise, so do the interest rate for these loans that people have inside there. So what will that do? It means that your yield to you will go up because they're floating rates. So it would, this would, if that's what this is, it would not be as affected as much because of the floating of the interest rates. It still will be a pressure downward on the value as interest rates rise, but not nearly as much. And this pays, what, 4.9% yield? So the yield will probably always, the yield will probably, if they are floating, the yield will exceed the value of the NAV going down. So let's say the NAV goes down from 46, it's right now 4608. Let's say it goes down to 45. You still have a net positive for the year. So it's a good... It's a good place—a floating, floating loan portfolio. is a good place to park money. Okay. Now, um, I w- after the break, I'll talk about—I'll uh, talk about uh, your other question here. We got to get to this. One of the most common investment areas errors, errors people make is the practice of chasing performance. So, as we go to break, I have a two-part question. What does it mean to chase performance? And why is it a mistake to chase performance? So after break, I'll give the answer. But for now, my phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART.
4: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution.
1: Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over two million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com/wondersuite. That's bluehost.com/wondersuite.
0: Have you heard about riskalize It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the risk risk-alized results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the risk risk-alized quiz at investalk.com.
2: Okay, so before the break, Gene also asks about how rising or falling interest rates affects TIPS. Now, first you have to understand what TIPS are and how they work. TIPS is a uh, uh, Treasury Inflation Protected Securities okay mouthful treasury inflation protective securities okay so their treasury means the u.s government so they're very solid tips pay a flat rate but the rate will float up and down as inflation goes up and down so inflation rises every six months TIPS will readjust or recalculate and add in the the equivalent of the rise in inflation rate as a percentage. So, if inflation rates rise a whole 1% in six months, the TIPS will pay an additional 1% yield. Now, I don't know if it's exactly a one-to-one relationship like that, but it rises with inflation and it falls with inflation. So, as interest rates rise, tips are pretty good, not as, uh, not as interest rate rise, but as inflation rise, tips are a pretty good place to be. As interest rates rise, it has no effect on tips except to go down. Tips will go down. because It's a bond fund playing a flat rate, so if there's no inflation, rising interest rates is not good for tips unless inflation goes up with it. Okay. So if inflation goes up faster, then that's where you want to be. Tips. If inflation goes up slower, then you're still going to lose value. They'll still pay the yield. The value of the bond funds will go down with interest rates rising. Always, always remember that. Interest rate rise, bond values go down. Vice versa. Okay. Talking point, before the break, I give you a trivia question. Uh, what does it mean to chase performance? You've heard me say that before in this show, and why is it a mistake to do that? So, an investor chasing performance anytime he or she makes investment decisions favoring a fund or a stock or anything else, ETF or anything, because it went up in value recently. You're buying it because it went up. Well, if it went up, that's always in the past, and you're looking at the past and say, oh, it went up. You're chasing performance, okay? Picking funds for new IRA or 401k based on recent performance is a mistake. Making an annual contribution to an IRA and allocating it to your best fund is a mistake. The best fund, meaning the one that gone up the most recently, that is a mistake. So why is a mistake? This is why. Historically, a period of above-market performance for a given fund will be followed eventually by a period of below-market performance. They call this reversion to the mean. It's just a natural reversion to the mean. So when you do research and say, hey, this this fund has done really good last year. I'm going to buy this one. That's a mistake. What you do is you look at the long, the managers. You look at long-term performance. If, look at the economy and what part of the economic cycle are in? Are we facing high interest rates, low interest rates? Are, we, are we facing high, high, uh, inflation or low inflation? Uh, are we facing anything, a recession? See, and then determine, well, what, what fund will work best in this kind of environment? That's what you should be doing. That's how you look for them. Look for mutual funds or ETFs or even stocks. So you shouldn't go. Okay, uh, listen, Amazon has done great or 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 worse. Ooh, Tesla had gone up seven hundred percent last year, which it did. Right? Therefore, I'm going to buy Tesla. That it was a mistake, a big mistake. Does that mean Tesla won't go up this year? No, it can still go up. I'm just saying that it will probably revert to the mean at some point. And that's going to be very painful for those people who are chasing chasing performance. But well, I want you to stay invested, but do it wisely. Okay? Let's go to Mark, who lives in New Jersey. How are you doing, Mark? Hi, Steve. How are you tonight? I am pretty good. Thank you for the call. Thank you as always for all that you do. I'm calling to ask
1: your opinion on an ETF called XLI. I uh, hear you talk about industrials as a good space. I look at the stock and it's got railroad stocks, which I've heard your team discuss very favorably. So, hoping to hear your thoughts on this stock.
2: Okay. Industrial Select Sector. So, this is an exchange traded fund. It's not really a stock. It's in an ETF and a traded fund seeking performance corresponding to the S&P Industrial Sector Index. And I do like this. I do like this sector. Uh, so any kind of pullback, I, I you, you wouldn't hurt my feelings even if you bought it here because it's been going sideways for a oh, month and a half or so. So I, I think that sideways movement might be just preparing yourself to, to have a, a move up. So uh, you wouldn't hurt my feelings by buying it here, but I do like the industrial sector for the environment we're in because that's the sector that is full of value stocks. Okay. Uh, and I think, I think they, it's their turn to shine versus growth. That doesn't mean you don't have any growth stocks, Mark. It just means that you want to be in those sectors that will probably outperform. Now, unfortunately, what if the market, all market crashes? I think these stocks will cry, will fall much less because of where they are. So, you know, it's, it might be a move to a little bit of defensive position as well. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. The KPP premium newsletter was distributed to subscribers today and it is packed with helpful information as it usually is because I pack it. I'm the one that's packing it. Okay. So in the market condition sections, which is the first section of the letter. Uh, I talked about the holiday shortened week, but we had um, weekly unemployment claims, which were still bad, 900,000. Still pretty high. Uh, uh, The previous week was 926,000. Remember, every, that's a leading economic indicator, and that number comes out every week. So, Remember, on, on before COVID, they were in the 200,000 average, even maybe high 190,000 a few weeks. That was pretty surprising how low it got. The stock market has welcomed the new Democratic president this week. The market didn't crash. The market did pretty good. And as I pointed out, historically, you know, the market does better under Democratic presidents versus Republicans. Uh, but we're going to see a rotation probably in sectors. And so the large growth stocks are going to, it seems to be starting to hesitate. And you might see the value stocks start to outperform. them. I had mentioned there will probably be no recession this year, or even next year, but the seeds of the next recession are being planted now. And I'm talking about oversized uh, government spending. Uh, I'm talking about huge national debt. Uh, I'm talking about the possible in, uh, sharp increase in inflation because of it. And we, you know, and then we've also had a pretty long sustained economic expansion for stocks and the mar- and the economy. If you get rid of COVID and look at the, how long the economy really expanded, COVID was kind of just a one-off type of thing that was very damaging. But I think that, you know, we're probably looking at a recession someday down the road. Not this year. I can't see it this year because we're spending so much money. And that money goes someplace. But that, you know, just talking about it. Then, of course, I had a stock ideas in there. I had a couple, you know, I talked about... Uh, uh, different things, portfolio management, one of the best ways to hamper your perf- portfolio performance is to allow losses to linger. And I said how to pull the trigger, uh, how to determine when to get out and what to use to try to determine to get out, trying to help you with some uh, pointers on that that front. So I, th- I think it's a great, I think it's a very good thing for people to get. I do. I think it's a great tool. for. Uh, to subscribe, it's easy. You just go to investtalk.com on our website and you can subscribe. Okay? I go to greater details on all these things, by the way. You know, so you're, you, you know, when, you go, when you go there, there's a lot of, I, I provide the details, but I'm just going to hit some high, spot, high points here. Okay? eight 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 ninety nine chart, 888 is our number. Okay, so if this was, I want to know if you think this is an opportunity, and this is one of the things I do. I sit around, I read a lot of stuff on economy, on politics, and on just everything I get my hands on, I'm a reader, right? And I think about, well, what stocks are going to benefit from what I've been reading? So we now have a big change, right, from from an old administration to a new administration for the U.S. government. And so what is the new administration doing? Well, he suspended all all new oil leases and drilling permits on federal land. Okay. He also canceled the XL pipeline. Okay. What is that going to do? Well, my thinking is it's probably uh, on the fringes, right? Not totally, but on the fringes, constrict oil supply. And it's also mentioned natural gas here, too, which makes no sense to me, but you know, because that's a pretty clean energy source. But no oil or natural gas drilling. So it's gonna restrict supply, even though it's marginal. But what will that do? Well, we've already seen some of the effect, I think, by the oil prices being fifty three dollars a barrel. That's getting close to the high in the last year. So where is it gonna go? I don't think it's going down. So who's going to benefit from that? Big oil companies, right? They get to keep a high, because they, they operate on margins of not only the oil, but also gasoline. And if there, there's a restriction on getting more supply, that means there's the demand. If the economy, world economy starts to expand again in this year, the demand is going to go up with a slight restriction on supply. So I'm thinking that that's probably you know goes right along the theme that I thought would work commodities. Let's go to Edgar in San Diego. Edgar, Steve, how are you this afternoon? I am very good, and I do appreciate you know, I grew up in San Diego. People don't know that, but my dad was in the Navy and stationed in San Diego. So,
1: yes, it's beautiful town. I, I've heard that in the past you've been
0: talking about uh, semiconductor and also mentioning that it is kind of, uh, uh, it's not a bad idea to have some exposures to chips.
1: I was wondering
0: what you think about this company, and it was down today, and what kind of entry price
1: you're looking
2: Okay. Yeah. This is Taiwan Semiconductor, everybody. TSM. Uh, Taiwanese maker of, uh, Logic, Mix Signal, uh, fab, fabulous chip company and integrated device manufacturer. They're going to make $3.96 this year. And it's $129 stock. So what, what does that give you as far as a PE ratio? $4.29. So a eight, uh, 80. So about uh, 30 P.E. And the stock has done nothing but go up ever since last March. Where it was trading at $78 and now it's $129. So Edgar, I think you're too late to the party here. I think it's probably getting close to being finished with its current run. Good company though. Return equity is 30%, that's really good. Growth of sales is 20 to 25%. That's very good. Uh, pays a small dividend, 1.1%. Uh, so it does not have a lot of debt. has hardly any debt. So the company itself is very song, strong. And it's $669 billion. If you were to buy the company, I'd wait till it pulls back to about the $105 area. Remember, it's at $129 now. But I think it will pull back at some point. That's TSM, everybody, TSM. Okay, existing home sales came out today. Was it today or yesterday? Anyways, they were up seven tenths of one percent to 6 million, 6.76 million units a year from six point six nine million year, units a year. Average price up to three hundred nine thousand, up twelve point nine percent year over year. So over year, the thirteen percent rise in home prices. Um and permits permits to build new, which is a leading economic indicator. Existing home sales is not a leading economic indica- indicator, but permits to build new houses is. That's at 1.709 million from 1.63 million. So that went up, telling you that real estate is still doing well. Hasn't started to fall and it probably won't until interest rates start to go up and the 10-year Treasury starts to rise closer. It's above 1% now, but until it gets closer to 1.5%, 2%, I don't know if it can have that much effect on mortgage rates. But usually 10-year Treasuries and mortgage rates are kind of locked in together. This is Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. I really do want you to achieve it. You can achieve it. So the work will continue after this break. But get your questions in, 888-99-CHART.
0: year and building your financial future takes information and commitment so you'll have finance and investment questions for steve peasley and justin klein call invest talk 888-99-CHART
2: okay we're live uh, and we have the final minutes of show here on friday so let's grab another caller ryan southern california how you doing i'm doing good how are you good thanks for holding on yeah, no problem. I'm calling about
3: Callaway Golf ticker E L Y. They announced the Top Golf merger back at the end of October, early November. Uh, immediately there was a sell off, but since then it's been gaining steam. Top Golf revenues and Callaway revenues about equal the market cap right now, and it just seems like with Top Golf's growth that maybe it all hasn't been priced in. But I know, like looking at the charts, we're above all the moving averages. I was just getting your your advice on all.
2: Okay, this is Callaway Golf Company, everybody. E L Y makes golf clubs, including irons, drivers, fairway, fairway woods, golf balls, and you know accessories. And it's sold worldwide. So they're going to lose a dollar ten in 2020 when we finally get their final earnings report for the fourth quarter. They're going to lose a dollar ten this year, 2021. They're going to earn a dollar per share. Now the highest they've ever earned was a dollar ten. Uh, which was in 2019, the stock is $28.95. So, at a dollar, that's a, you know, 29 PE. So, it's not inexpensive. So, what you have to do, it has to grow. If, you know, so, and you're talking about the merger of the two companies, and it has to grow to support this high of a PE ratio. So, in the most recent quarter, sales jumped 12%. But that was the third quarter of last year. I don't know what it's done the fourth quarter yet. But you know, if it can maintain double digit, high double digit growth, the stock would probably could go higher. But if it doesn't, it's overpriced. So I think you got to be real careful. It, it I, my, for myself, uh, it does not have enough upside potential from a growth portfolio, and from a value standpoint, point of view, it's not a value stock. So it's neither a growth or value stock unless it can get that sales growth up into the high teens. And we don't know that yet. That would be my opinion. Thanks for calling, though. Appreciate that. So that's Callaway Golf, everybody. Okay, um, Janet Yellen has been selected as Secretary of Treasury by President Biden, and uh, it's unusual because usually a former Fed chairman, which she was, doesn't, doesn't get into a, the politics of, uh, of a new administration. They don't get picked for anything. They generally don't because they either retire or write books or whatever. So what does this mean? Well, she was kind of hawkish on interest rates when she was Fed chairman. But when you hear her talk now, she's not hawkish at all. She, she's thinking we quote unquote, you got to go big. End of quote. When she was talking about a, a new spending package, a one point nine trillion spending package that Biden is proposing, so she's all behind it, which surprises the heck out of me. But that's what she's now doing, and she's pretty you know she's pretty friendly terms with chairman federal reserve chairman powell so they're probably going to be buddy buddies going forward and that kind of worries me a little bit because the federal reserve is supposed to be quote unquote non-political if he needs to raise interest rates or lower interest rates he does it because of the need not because of what the president wants right and that's, of course kind of getting blurry if you have uh, that president who picks a, federal, a former Federal Reserve chairman who is pretty much friendly with the current Federal Reserve chairman. So, where's the independence there? That kind of worries me a little bit. I mean, I just don't like it. I, I, maybe I shouldn't say worry. Maybe I should say I just don't like it. I don't like the closeness of that. But I really do want the Federal Reserve to be separate and independent. I'm T. Peasley, and this completes another Invest Talk program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening and encourage you to tell your friends and family about us. We know all about the free podcast downloads. You can download them free at Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and InvestTalk.com. And, you know, we do the shows every day, every week, Monday through Friday, 45 Pacific time on the West Coast. So we ask you to call with your questions. If you have them, call anytime, 888-99-CHART. You can leave them on our voice bank. And we'll get to them, who are best. Independent thinking with shared success, this is the best talk. Enjoy your weekend, everybody.
3: Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities.